0: Hello and welcome to episode seventy-eight of the Nerd Culture Podcast. My name is David, and I also have Young Bo. Hey, what's up, David? <laughs> what's up,
1: <laughs> Young Bo? I love Young Bo, man.
0: <laughs> it's because you're so young. I've seen photos; you look young. I <laughs> you look like sixteen or something. <laughs> Fresh-faced. Now we're Maybe also, I am. <laughs> we've also got uh, lovely Crystal with us as well.
2: Hello. Hello, young
0: Crystal, thank
2: you. <laughs> you,
1: you lovely, young. lovely, Young Crystal. <laughs> it's it. better.
0: Aww.
2: wait, you are coming under my wife <laughs> from halfway across the world? From, yeah, a, from an
0: iPad on a it's tissue box.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the worst <come> on ever. How <laughs> so, you hey, been, Youngbo?
1: Ah oh, man, it's been busy here. Hmm? Uh, we just did the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know what's the equivalent of the of the Super Bowl in Australia. Oh, the, the, the,
0: the AFI, AFL Grand Final. Oh, the NFL
1: oh Okay, Final. and is yeah. it football or is it soccer?
0: Well, we have we have two major sports here. Where you have um, AFL, which is more of a Victorian sort of sport, which is its own unique sport. There's no other sport like it in the world, and it's, they basically just kick a. A sort of, a, it's an egg shaped football. Yeah, they it's the same shaped football that you guys use in the NFL, but they that sort of, they kick time. they kick it around instead of throwing it around. Um, that sounds really yeah, hard. Football it's it's yeah. a unique it's a unique game. You should definitely check it out. Um, and it's called yeah it's called football. So it's Australian football league. We also uh, play rugby.
1: There's,
0: I know rugby. Yeah, yeah. So rug, so we sort of appropriated rugby from. From Britain and stuff like that and so you've got and that's sort of mainly New South Wales they so have sort of this rivalry between the codes so that's our two that's our two major sporting events so
2: that's in the winter it's actually it's cricket season now oh
0: yeah. and bloody cricket of course
1: I have no idea I don't even know who played in the Super Bowl like I could sports is so off my radar it's not even funny it's, yeah. it's not even close
0: the only reason I, I, I knew that, I knew it was on was because I was on Warcraft and the people were talking about
1: yeah, it <laughs> yeah I mean I knew they played football but that's all I knew. And, you know, the big thing for the Super Bowl, even people that don't watch the Super Bowl, like even people that don't watch sports, sorry, uh, they still watch the Super Bowl because we have all of our big, like, million-dollar commercials. Like, there's, like, yeah. commercials that they spend, like, tons of money on. Um, and then, you know, everybody watches on YouTube after the, the next day. <laughs> uh, the big one for me this year that I heard about, although I haven't seen, is there was a Seinfeld Super Bowl commercial where they actually had George and, and Newman and Jerry and – uh in the diner, and then, and uh, like it was like an episode of Seinfeld, kind of. Hmm. Uh, I, I can't wait to check it out, but it, I haven't seen it on YouTube yet. Yeah. I've only seen like the people like where they film their TV, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna watch that. I'll just wait till someone posts the real thing. Nobody
0: wants to watch <laughs> that. Uh, there's, there's a Seinfeld reunion coming. Are you excited for that?
1: Don't toy with me,
0: David. No, I, I'm serious. <laughs> it's seriously happening.
1: <laughs> David, don't. <laughs> Don't say that unless you really mean it. Okay? I, honestly, I'm honestly... I'm, I'm giving you a second chance here, alright? <laughs> I'm giving you a second chance here. The next sentence out of your mouth better be 100% true or don't fool with my emotions. Okay, go.
0: As far as I'm aware, <laughs> it is 100% true that they are in fact doing a Seinfeld reunion show.
1: Oh my god. I'm speechless. That is the plan. Have, I have nothing to say in response to that. <laughs> Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's all the details I know. All I know is that Seinfeld has confirmed, <laughs> well, we, has confirmed we, that the rumors gotta are true. we got to get on
1: top of this. This <laughs> needs to be... From now on, the course of the show goes news, wow, the contest of champions, and then whenever the Seinfeld reunion, news on Seinfeld reunion. That's the new course of this we'll, show. We'll
0: call it, call it Seinfeld Watch
1: we got to get to the bottom of this, man. <laughs> Seinfeld Watch 2014. It, be- it better be happening now. Now if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be mad at you about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. Awesome. Uh, that's, uh, like, all, all joking aside, that's what I've heard. That's, I've heard, that's the they, rumors.
1: You know, they had a bit of a reunion in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, like the final even, episode of Curb is the final episode of Seinfeld also.
0: yeah, it's, And it's,
1: I was happy with that.
0: Even better than that, apparently.
1: Dude, I, I I don't know what to do. <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> I'm only I'm only halfway joking here. Like this is
0: huge. It'd be like, it, would you have the same sort of reaction if they announced a Star Trek original series reunion?
1: Oh, well, uh, that's 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 a tough that's a tough to say. <laughs> I would definitely be I would definitely be really excited. But you know, I get this all the time. Uh, me and I have a coworker at work that really loves Seinfeld, but he's not in the Star Trek. And he doesn't really understand it. I try to explain it to him, but he doesn't really get why I love it so much. And whenever we talk to each other, sometimes we try to classify what is our favorite show, like favorite show of all time. And you can't do it because, like, I like Star Trek for this set of reasons and I like Seinfeld for this set of reasons, and they're completely different show and completely different genres. And it's hard to say which one I like better than the other because I would say in most instances or, or most, you know, ways of determining which is better I would say Star Trek but if Seinfeld was on one channel and Star Trek's on another channel I most likely would leave it on Seinfeld over Star Trek if I had to choose one or the other you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Blasphemy!
1: It's really it's really <laughs> hard to say Like in all measurements of what makes a good show Star Trek is the best show in history <laughs> but
0: That's a big I still call.
1: might would watch Seinfeld over it I don't know <laughs>
2: It depends on which episodes are showing.
0: Yeah, that's a good boy. I'll yeah, go with that. It does, does, the episode. if it was The,
2: it was the, the Guardian of Forever and then the Car Park episode. Versus the Car Park episode. I might go for The Guardian of Forever.
0: Oh so, yeah,
1: now now we got to break it down to <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. I know the worst. I can tell you the worst episode of Star Trek ever. Uh, and that's that's the one where uh, Beverly Crusher is in that Irish house that's like haunted, oh, right. and, and they're like, "Don't light the candles." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's,
0: that's, T- that's TNG. What about the worst original
2: series? One I, I guess Spock's the worst brain. original
1: series. Oh, <laughs> what have God. you done with Spock's brain? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Why does Spock's brain not get any love?
2: <laughs> McCoy, the McCoy's attaching it when Spock's
1: helping him. <laughs> the best is that Charlie X episode. But we're gonna we get back on track here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a discussion for another day. We'll have to do the we'll have to do that for sure. Because Charlie X episode, come Seinfeld on.
1: Seinfeld versus Star Trek. No, nah, dude, that's good. That's
0: good,
1: man. There's, there's no a- way to do. There's no way to do Seinfeld versus Star Trek. I think that's the contest of champions for tonight. Is Seinfeld versus Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> the crew of Seinfeld versus the crew of Star Trek.
0: Kramer alone would take them all out. Anyway,
1: <laughs> burst in the
2: door and knock Kirk
0: out. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, pop culture news. So We've just got a couple of entries for the pop culture news. We won't take too long on them, but uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, Mr. Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, unfortunately passed away uh, last week, and um, I for one was actually quite, I wouldn't say shocked because I knew about his uh, his addictions, we'll say, um, but I was I was quite saddened because uh, he is. An excellent, excellent actor, and uh, I'm more sad because it just means no more Philip Seymour Hoffman performances, which is, yeah, quite, quite selfish of me, I must admit. But uh, yeah, it no. is, it is, it is, uh, <laughs> it is, it is quite sad news, and um, yeah. and our thoughts do go out to his family,
2: his little kids, yeah, especially it, it, his
0: kids. It is a damn shame, but we're actually going to be doing a uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman special uh, episode uh, as soon as I can schedule it in. We'll just, we'll just review a whole bunch of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, films, so uh, that'll be that'll be good as a sign of respect. Yeah. Uh, the only other other item item we've got is uh, your item, Bo.
1: Leonard Nimoy uh, reveals that he has uh, lung disease. Which they the the article heading is lung disease, but it sounds like lung cancer, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's sounding more like lung cancer due to smoking.
1: Yeah, he said uh, I quit smoking thirty years ago. Not soon enough, Grandpa says, quit now. Yeah. Yeah, he's been tweeting about it. And it's, I don't, I don't want to say he's in good spirits, but I mean, he's, he's definitely to terms with it. And I, I hope that, I hope that this is not, I mean, is it, what kind of, what type, I don't know how far along it is, you know, like, yeah. could this still be repairable? Like, could he still, could he still get over this?
2: He says it's too late.
0: Yeah. I'd pretty say, too to say it's too late. Yeah. Mm.
1: This, uh, this, yeah, this is the way my grandfather passed away. He, he got lung cancer and they actually removed one of his lungs. And um, told him to quit smoking. The dude smoked like chain, like he would like light the next cigarette with the one he's putting out. Wow! And then, and then, yeah, then he got lung cancer in his in his uh, in his you know remaining lung. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I I don't I understand it's an addiction. I just I don't get the whole smoking thing. Do you smoke, David?
0: No, hell no.
1: I don't know, man. But I really I really hate to see this. I mean, Leonard Nimoy is is a staple in this community you know like in the in the nerd culture community he's he's always he's always been respectful of that community you know he's always been involved like i've never felt like he didn't want anything to do with his fans well, he decided and i really to hate be to everyone's hear something grandpa. negative happen
2: sorry he decided to be everyone's grandpa and he tweeted that uh, if if you want me to be your honorary grandpa i will be
1: <laughs> i really hate to hear this i actually just read it before we went on the show today and and i don't i don't really know how to respond to it but I don't know if celebrities die it doesn't usually bother me but i mean if Le- leonard nimoy when he passes away i really think that it's going to sadden me this is like it's kind of a big deal
0: yeah no, i'm totally I'm with you it's in I probably wouldn't have worded it that way. <laughs> the way celebrities die doesn't bother me, but I mean, I understand what you're saying, though. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not your friends; they're not your family. That's it's not you know. Right. It's just They just you they see them on the screen. As much and,
1: as I don't want anybody to die. Yeah, like, They exactly. bother me as much yeah. as that.
0: Yeah, as, in, as any death would, but it's I mean, it's it's kind of separate. But you sort of you get the feeling you get to sort of know them through their work. You know what I mean? And Leonard Nimoy is is like family. <laughs> so I mean, it's, I mean, I, I for one will we will probably cry i mean i you know i just i just i just i don't want it to happen and uh i mean i was very sad when DeForest Kelly and james Dewan died and and it's the same will be for lenin emo it'll be it'll be a huge blow so uh let's hope it's not for many many moons yet
1: i hope he has all the time i wish him live long and prosper
0: couldn't have ended it better than that dude awesome and, th- and on that sad note let's move on to popcorn junkies So first up we have Yumbo with Her.
1: Honestly it's been like a week since I saw it. But um I I saw the movie Her and going into it I knew this is going to be a bit of a slow movie. Like you can just tell from the preview it's just that type of movie. It's uh but I got to say like for what it is, they did everything they could do with that story. Like I don't feel like have you seen it? Did you see it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yep. I I didn't feel like there was really any avenue that they did not explore. Now now again I mean this is such a philosophical thing what the movie's about that you know maybe maybe there you can come up with some ideas um, that they could have explored. but basically uh, the movie is sort of this whole like dilemma. I think of it as like the data the d- dilemma. like this is the same dilemma that data has um, where he's you know trying to become human and what does that mean to be human like just because he's given an algorithm to understand and to, and to react a certain way, to certain responses and even the capability to learn in both the case of um, uh, the operating system in her and in data on Star Trek does that really make him human? Because we think of him that way. Does he does he have a soul based on you know based on his ability to learn and, and to be self aware? And this this movie explores that. In the main character uh, gets a new operating system. In the previews, they kind of make it seem like it's like Siri or something on his phone, but it's not really like that. It's basically it's basically like the operating system for his computer is also attached to his phone and and you know to his environment, which which honestly, this movie takes place you know in the future from us, and I really think it's a really accurate you know depiction of what our future could be, um and what it what it where it's going. Like I really think this is accurate. You know, recently uh, we've seen Google bought up a whole bunch of these um, home automation devices and things. I could totally see this being you know you know our future where the computer in our living room is more than just the computer in our living room. It is also the OS on our phone. It's connected to our television. It's connected to our toaster. When we're in our car, we can speak to it like this is just the operating system that organizes our life. And and I thought this was a fantastic way to depict this with my daily job. That's kind of part of our motivation. The store I work for is uh, what we call a connected store. And we always try to sell products in, and that connect people to their computer. Like, we want you to get in your car and be able to talk to your computer and that sort of thing. And that's sort of like the company I work for, that's what it's famous for. And I could totally see, like, this being the future of humans. Mm, yep. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like if Apple and Ikea ruled the world because everything looks like Ikea furniture and it seems to be some clever Apple-type app. The new OS becomes more and more self-aware the more he talks to it. Um, and it's very fluid. It's not like talking to Siri or anything. And he kind of like gradually uh, falls in love with it. I mean, he's, you know, becomes friends with it. He's a little nervous around it at first. And, and why would you be? Like if if you interacted with your computer, you wouldn't be nervous about that. You wouldn't feel like it's judging you based on your email content and things like that. But because this seems so human to him, right off the bat, he's almost nervous about her, about her reading his email. Um, and it, the story just kind of grows from there what I thought was interesting is it doesn't just deal with this character and the OS. It is throughout the movie you start seeing the other characters are doing the same thing. Um, there's other characters in the movie that are not necessarily falling in love but um, getting to know their OS as the guy's walking around town he starts seeing that other people are just engrossed and talking to their phone as well. They're not really talking to each other.
0: Yeah, There's, there's a hint and, that it's become a worldwide phenomenon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't want to spoil the ending but by the ending of the movie, I kind of felt like it turned into this like really weird sci-fi. Like It, it, it changed from being like this philosophical love story type movie to this kind of like extraterrestrial sci-fi type movie. And um, each character in the movie is in a relationship with somebody else. He's in a relationship with his ex-wife. He's in a relationship with his OS. Um, he has friends who are in a relationship. And his relationship with his ex-wife changes him. Him living with his, his ex-wife whenever they were married made him a different person. It made her a different person, person. That evolution drove them apart ultimately. And in some cases, it drives people apart. And in some cases, it drives them closer together. Um, and that's really, like, a lot of this movie dealt with that as well. About how the evolution of a person based on the relationship and how it changes the relationship. You know, whenever they first met, they were different people. Um, and they loved each other. They got together living together, changed each other, and then they eventually grew apart. They, they evolved in such a way that they were no longer good for each other. This same sort of thing starts happening with the OS's versus the humans. And it's a really interesting story. I, I, don't, I can't really go into much detail about that without spoiling the ending, but um, it's all about people. Even though it's about an OS, it's about people and what makes us human. So much of the movie is just the guy walking around town and looking at people and how they interact with each other. Looking at couples and how they, you know, how they act, and him talking to other people about how he's in love with his OS, and, and they don't know it's his OS at first, and how society accepts that. It's also it also has a lot to do with um, what society accepts as as relationships and how that evolves. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a really interesting movie that explores a lot of different a lot of different facets of human society. And if you've seen Human Nature or adaptation or movies like that like if you're into that side type of movie you would definitely like this movie um it is a bit slow but i thought it was faster paced than i was expecting um because i kind of knew it was going to be a slow movie going into it my luke score a very strong three almost four out of five
0: awesome i would agree with all of that it's uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I thought yeah, no no i actually agree with everything you said it was uh, it was it was quite fascinating parts i thought I thought Act Two was kind of, kind of slow, but it sort of picked up. It picked up really nicely towards the end there, and and uh, I thought it was it was uh, quite a poignant ending. I thought,
1: and I'm glad it had like you, you mentioned it as Act Two, and I'm, if you see the movie, you, you'll know what we're referring to. I, I'm glad it had that because Act One is what I thought the entire movie was going to be—just him in love with his
2: phone—and
1: mm. I'm I'm glad it expanded, you know, into you know kind of what the movie became in the end because Mm. i wasn't expecting that you know
2: yep
0: totally agree
1: oh one more thing so there's a scene in the movie where the screen is pitch black and you're just hearing what's going on so it's almost in a weird way it's almost like you're from from her perspective like you're from the os's perspective Mm -hmm. and i really loved that scene like i get it's kind of a crude scene they're kind of like they're they're like basically having phone sex because how else could you have sex with an OS? Mm. But it it really worked for me because I just God that's that's weird. We're gonna get comments about that, but <laughs> it really worked for me as a scene because how many movies could you have a pitch black almost two minute long scene yeah. and it makes sense? Like I really I really thought that was that was really cool. Um, I don't know how to describe it other than I thought it was really cool. Just the fact that you could do it in this movie in almost no other movie. You know yep yeah i I think that Scarlett Johansson probably does deserve some recognition for her role in this. I mean, just because she wasn't on camera, I mean that doesn't mean that doesn't mean she's not as much of an actor, but where this conversation goes is well, voice actors deserve that same you know respect if they're on that same level, you know if they're on that same level of acting, then they should be you know considered for the same types of awards.
0: Yeah, you know, it actually wasn't originally her, it was it was actually an actual an other actress who was on set every day with uh Joachim. Oh wow. Yeah, and, and and at the end of it when Spike got uh, it's directed in, uh by Spike Johns, um when he was putting it all together he realised that it just wasn't quite working and so he went to this actress. I've forgotten her name, I think it's I think it might have been Sarah Morton. I could be wrong. Um, and said, Look, I just I just don't think this is working. Are you okay with me getting you know, someone else to voice over it, and she was cool with it. So, you contact the Scarlet in the way that went, and uh, you just think it worked, worked a lot better.
1: That's crazy! I never knew that. Hmm.
0: So, it's uh, it's not unique in films. It's not a, it does, it's happened a few times where people have been voiced over by other people, which is my favourite. Is of course, uh, What's her face getting voiced over in *Grace Have You seen that movie, the Tarzan movie, *Grace No, I've
1: never seen *Grace
0: Stoke it's uh, so it's got um it's got that girl from Four Weddings and a Funeral* in it. And Andy uh, McDowell. yeah, Andy McDowell. But instead of her voice, it's it's uh, Glenn Close's voice. Oh. <laughs> and it just is so obvious <laughs> when you watch it too. It's like, what? Is this is clearly not
2: The uh, young Superman's voiced over by Christopher Reeve, and I never knew that until recently.
0: All right, next up we got myself with Short Term Twelve. I watched Short Term Twelve uh, along with all those other films that I watched during my my holiday break, and uh, and then watched it again when it was released. It's it it really is that good a film. It's gotten a lot of buzz and uh, it's one of those few times where films have gotten a lot of of buzz in sort of like the indie circus and stuff like that where I've actually agreed Um, most of the time it's like, eh, maybe being a bit too generous. But this one deserves all the praise that it gets. Uh, It's actually written and directed by uh, Destin Cretton um, who based it on their own experience. The plot is basically, Short Term 12 is uh, sort of a home for... Uh, kids, uh, kids who have had sort of difficult upbringing. It's important that you don't call them uh, underprivileged kids because they get quite upset in in uh, in one of the scenes. But it's it is So basically, kids who are in uh, who are in sort of tough situations at home, um, and they stay in this sort of temporary facility for twelve months. Um, and some of them even even longer than that, but it's it's generally around twelve months, until they can then you know move on where their families get into better positions to take them back into their actual real families, or they move on to foster care or adoption or whatever the case may be. Um, and the 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 facility is it's run by the government, but the person in charge, sort of like a governess, is uh, Grace, who's played by Brie Larson. Um, now Brie's gotten quite. A lot of uh, plaudits for her performance, and she deserves every single one of them. Um, she does an absolutely magnificent job. A brief first came to my attention in the film Twenty One Jump Street, so it'll give you an idea of of sort of the no pun intended the jump into into her sort of more serious work. I mean, she doesn't do a bad job in Twenty One Jump Street. I actually quite like that film, to be honest with you. But this this role is is a world away from her role in that in that film. Um, she's it's just a magnificent performance. The only sort of negative thing I would say about the the plaudits that she's been receiving is that I think it sort of undermines the performances of the other people. I actually think there's every single person in this film is absolutely brilliant. Every, every single one of them, even if it's just, even if it's you know, Stephanie Beatrice, who plays Jessica, who, who has maybe ten words in the entire film, and, and basically is just sort of a presence in the background. Even that, just just the, her body language is is just excellent. I just it, every, all the kids, even the ones that don't have any speaking roles. They're all brilliant, every single one of them. Um, and I especially, I want to focus on Marcus, um, who's played by Keith Stanfield. Now, Marcus is a young African American boy who um, is about to leave the facility, and he's been there for quite a number of years. They I, I, I don't have to give a specific number, but he's been there for, you know, roughly three years, I'd say, and he's just about to turn eighteen, which means he can't stay there anymore because he's now legally an adult, and he doesn't want to go. I mean, he's uh, they they give sort of hints that when he first arrived, he was. Um, you know, not too pleased to be there, you know, he was from the street and he was tough and, you know, all that sort of, you know, a bit of a ladies' man and all that sort of stuff, and he really didn't want to be there. Like they all are, like none, none of them want to be there at, this, at the beginning, but he's basically, he's now come to to love the people that he's with, even though he finds it hard to express that love, he definitely loves the people that he's there and he just, he wants to stay. And so he sort of starts to sort of act out a bit towards the end there, um, because he's so frustrated. And... The way, the way he sort of expresses his frustration is through music, uh, specifically rap music. And there's this one incredibly powerful scene where he has written some new lyrics. And he's, he's basically he's just acted out a bit and he's been sent to his room. And, and uh, one of the the, the care workers, uh, Mason, who is Grace's boyfriend, um, comes to sort of check up on him, sort of see how he is. And so sort of they play the song. And it's, it's just really incredibly moving and powerful stuff uh, basically dealing with his childhood and um, his prostitute mother who abused him and, and uh, basically you know made his life hell it's really it's, it's really amazing stuff and it, it and so actually yeah I mean as, as good as Bree is and I, I don't take anything away from her performance I actually think I think Marcus is the standout um, but the, the majority of the story deals with Bree, uh, Bree's character Grace and um, her dealing with stuff of her own her and mason are about to have a child um, she's pregnant and it's revealed she also had a bad childhood her father um who abused her and that she uses the the that background um and knowledge in order to help a new kid at the at the center called Jaden, um and basically becomes instrumental in saving Jaden. it's just it's it's powerful stuff and uh, i don't want to say any more about the plot because i just i don't want to uh spoil anything for anybody i, I I, I cannot recommend this film enough. I, I want you to see it. It's not my usual sort of fare. It's, it's not—I mean—it's not science fiction. It's not fantasy. It's not action adventure. It's not the usual sort of thing that I want that I would uh, that I would see. Uh, but I will definitely watch anything else that Destin Cretton um, puts on the screen. So um, it's great stuff. Check it out It's Short Term Twelve. I believe it's about to be released in Australia uh, through Madman. Uh, check it out, Short Term Twelve. I go five out of five. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Cool. That's it for me.
2: I don't I have a review. I was too sick to, to do anything for a review, although I did watch a lot of TV while I was sick. Um, I don't remember much of it. I do remember a standout episode. I caught an old episode of The Naked City that guest starred William Shatner playing a Burmese sailor <laughs> with some sort of weird kind of pseudo-European pseudo-Indian accent <laughs> and black hair.
0: Uh, Crystal actually had to explain what Naked City was to me. I've never even heard of it. Have you heard of it, Bo? No, I've never heard of it. It's yeah, like but it's there old, are 8 yeah?
2: million stories in the City, I, and that, this has been one of them.
1: Ah. I, I didn't want to sound like an idiot and say, like, well, I've never heard of it. No, I've <laughs> never heard of it. It's
2: quite old. I think it's probably um, pre-Star Trek, I would say. Wow. And, and it was black and white. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Dragnet, but, yeah, the same sort of thing as Dragnet.
0: So there you go. Check it out.
2: Please tell me you've heard of Dragnet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to watch Dragnet when I was yeah. a kid. William Shatner as a boomy sailor.
1: <laughs> Whenever I wanted to turn the TV on and bore myself into tears, I would turn on Dragnet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dragnet. It really was this boring show that I actually did like watching. I don't know.
0: It was. it always.
1: I always thought it was boring, yeah. but I always enjoyed I watching it. it. <laughs> kind of like Mad Men. It's
0: like this TV show Mad Men. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same with you, Mad Men. We, we started watching Mad Men because, you know, like the huge rage, the huge sort of yeah. you know, furor about Like, this show's brilliant. you got to watch it. and Stuff like that. So we started watching it. I actually bought, like, the whole season one on DVD. thing, you oh, know, we'll give it a go. Why not? And I don't know. It's weird. Mad Men is weird for me. Actually, I can admire how good it is. Like, and I admire the writing, I admire the production, especially production. You know, I admire the acting, all that sort of stuff. But the actual story itself just doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. I've got to tell you, I'm actually, I actually find it quite boring.
1: I'm with you. It could be, you can watch an entire episode where, Nothing happened except for people talking. <laughs> Nothing and happens except for the, the
0: main guy sleeps with some chick that not that's yeah. not his wife and that's that's pretty much it, this whole episode. And then
1: but when it ends you're like, I could I could watch the next one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so you do. It did come a bit intriguing when it turned out Don Draper wasn't actually Don Draper.
0: Like does it is yeah, it we ever, ever actually revealed we, we stopped bit, watching, so I actually don't even watching. know what that's about. I don't who knows. Anyway. Cool, let's uh, let's move on to Contest of Champions
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble!
0: For this uh, session of Contest of Champions, in honour of the new Robocop reboot that's coming out, I thought we'd have Robocop, original Murphy Robocop, not this new reboot version, uh, original Robocop versus the Terminator, the T-800 Arnie version. So we're talking the original film version. Yeah, I do want to point out before we, before we get sad on this, this has actually happened before. This is not new. Terminator. Oh, really? Yeah, Terminator and Robocops have gone up against each other in comics. It's absolutely trash to avoid at all costs. They also come together in a, a Nintendo Entertainment System, so a NES game Robocop versus the Terminators. So you play Robocop, blast away Terminators. Gold.
1: And, and uh, there's also a Scooby Doo episode Scooby Doo meets Robocop and the Terminator. What? That's a joke, obviously. That's total lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you remember the Harlem Globetrotters the Harlem Globe were there.
2: <laughs> you had
0: me for a very brief second. I was <laughs> brief, very brief. <laughs> like, I don't think that's true. Uh, so it has happened before. So if we go over, if we go over old ground, if you're, if you're big fans of the, that game or that comic, then uh, I'm sad for you, but. You know, we'll go we'll go over it. But uh, so the scenario the scenario that I'm gonna pull with this one is that um, a Terminator uh, has been sent to kill Sarah. Has somehow diverged something went wrong, like the, the rebels maybe attacked the facility as the process was happening, and the Terminator has diverged to Detroit, to Robocops Detroit. So not only has it travelled to the wrong time period, it's traveled to a different universe. And so there's yeah. now a Terminator running around Robocops Detroit and this is Robocop as in the movie as in the first movie Robocop and he's basically just stumbles across this Terminator killing Sarah Connor so this Terminator thinks oh well, bugger it I might as well just go you know go about my mission he doesn't know he's in the wrong period and so he goes and kills all the uh, kills every Sarah Connor he can find and Robocop goes up against him there you go it's a very basic very well, basic I gotta,
1: I gotta tell you this right now I mean if Robocop I mean if Terminator has any copper on him at all and he's in Detroit somebody's gonna hawk that copper <laughs>
0: He doesn't have any copper on him.
1: Before Robocop <laughs> even gets to kill him, someone's going to kill him and take the copper.
0: <laughs> well, the criminals probably would go up against him. There's no doubt about it. The criminals would try to take <laughs> him out. And the Terminator just wipes them all out. So as the, as Robocop arrives, Terminator's wiping out a bunch of criminals. How's that? He, all he, right. Who want his copper.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thing. What's this anti-Detroit thing you've got going on there? That's racist. Oh no,
1: no, <laughs> it's not racist. <laughs> Detroit's not a different race. They're still, they're still American. Uh, no, no, there's just a lot of there's a lot of jokes about you know Detroit being like a you know poor state and uh, and they might they might still copper.
0: Uh, I don't know. I've never even <laughs> been to Detroit. We're, so not, we're I, not we're not we're not driving no we're not driving through Detroit in, in, in any time. <laughs> cool. So uh, so cop uh, say so uh, Murphy steps forward. It's you know. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. And it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs>
1: uh, who do you think is more te- technologically advanced, RoboCop or the Terminator? Probably the Terminator, right?
0: Yeah, I, I would go the Terminator.
1: But also, the Terminators are kind of built to be grunts. Like They're, om- they're meant to be disposable. They-, they make thousands of them.
0: Yeah, but they're also incredibly tough. Tough to kill, like incredibly tough to kill. So they're well, so the so hardware. I mean, once gonna... you get rid of the flesh stuff, then, yeah, uh, then the actual hardware itself is damn tough. I mean, it takes a pipe bomb to blow one in half, and even then it still keeps going. Yeah, and, yeah uh, they're almost
1: they're zombie-ish. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: almost zombie yeah, Yeah, totally right. And, it's, and, it, and Kyle has a really hard time trying to get that that pike through him, like that steel bar. Whereas in Robocop, once, once uh, Murphy gets knocked on his butt, which happens a lot, the, what? Just one single criminal just bangs, shoves a, has a pipe through him, and that's it.
1: I have an interesting uh, comparison here.
0: Right. This is
1: a better a better team up than I thought because while the uh, Terminators are human on the outside and robotic on the inside, RoboCop is the opposite of that. He's human, and they've added all this robotic technology to the outside of him.
0: Yeah, he's a cyborg, but he hasn't got he hasn't got that many human um, human things. It's, he has his spinal cord. Um, and mm. a little bit of stomach. You can um, see a bit of his mouth. Well, no, his mouth, that's, that's all prosthetics. Oh, really? Like, his face is actually not real, it's just a cover. Mm. Yeah, so actually, I, I always thought it was that his, that his lower jaw and his mouth and stuff was all real as well. But uh, apparently, that's but like not if, the case.
1: If he's not really that, why didn't they just build a robot? Yeah. Why did they even bother? That is like, my, that's what? my thing as
0: well. Like, in the scene in the, scene in the film where he, he takes off his helmet and stuff and you've got his face and stuff, apparently, that's actually not really his face it's like well then why bother why bother building all the top half of his face if
1: he can't be the only good cop in detroit like (laughs) and they die all the time so there's no way why would they just choose him we're gonna make him a robot
0: yeah i don't know this it's a bit it's a bit odd so there's conflicting reports like apparently in robocop 2 they 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 point out that his brain's actually not there or something i don't know I'm, i'm not too i'm not too sure about it but I like to believe that at least a little bit is there. Otherwise, why is he still got a stomach as well? And I don't know. It's what would
2: be the point of using yeah, a human why does if he could stomach? use a human brain?
0: Yeah, well, exactly right. I agree. So, well, so we'll go that he's got he's got fleshy parts inside. We we'll just we won't be too specific. <laughs> squishy he's got, bits. Yeah. He's got squishy bits. So you, you're totally right. Once he, and and his armor, his armor is really not that strong. If you if you look at it, he gets taken out by a SWAT team pretty easily. Yeah. I mean he's got dents all over him and he's you know and it's just that's just from small arms fire. Whereas a terminator, he gets shot with an RPG. <laughs> he just walks yeah. through it. He's like he's like, whatever, man.
2: <laughs> I'm still shot coming. With game. It's
1: it's a pretty and, and plus the Terminator has I would think it's a pretty uneven fight, honestly. I mean I think the Terminator has to win.
0: You think he's doing Terminator?
1: I think the Terminator would win. And I also think that because the Terminators have time travel and they love killing people before they're before they're actually at their uh, fruition. I think they would just go back in time and and uh, and kill him before he got shut up by those thugs.
0: You reckon? I don't think they'd, they'd waste kill it. him waste. as
1: a baby or something. I don't
0: think they'd waste the energy. If that's the case, they could just kill Sarah before she was a baby when she was a baby.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true because they didn't come there for him. They came there for Sarah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Why would they even bother? I, I, I think it, I think it'd be more lines those. I mean, but I'm, I'm with you. I think the Terminator's got it. I think it'd be it would be a knockdown drag out fight. I think it would go for ages. Like RoboCop two, he goes up against um, that Psycho RoboCop two uh, RoboCop two second yeah, version. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that what, I can't remember his name. What was it? Like, two But he goes up against that guy, and that and that goes on for ages. And it's you know it's a big it's a big knockout brawl. I think I think it would take a while, but in the end, the the Terminator's got it because the Terminator just does not stop.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, in the movie universe, there may be some some way that they could write a way that, that he could win. But it would have to be, you know, it would have to be something completely invented for that plot because I think just, you know, just one-on-one, Terminator's got, it. got but it. I don't even think there's much debate to it, yeah.
0: All right, go. Well, the debate's over. <laughs> Terminator. What do you think, Crystal? Terminator for the win. You're a, you're a master of these things. You think, you think
2: RoboCop got you? it in any way? I don't know much what? about RoboCop or Terminator, but Terminator does seem a stronger contender.
1: Like, if I were making a movie... And I wanted Robocop to win in the end. The only way you could do it is if you presented something in the beginning of the movie. Uh, What do they call that? The smoking gun? Or what is it? Show a gun. The MacGuffin. Yeah. They'd have to do that. Like, where there's some, you know, something invented just for this movie... And then they're going to use
0: it by the end, and it blows up Terminator somehow. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean he does—he does have those explosive, explosive tip bullets and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, he would do quite yeah. a substantial amount of damage. I don't think there'd be much of the Terminator left by the end, but the Terminator would still win.
2: Isn't the point of Robocop though that um, his humanity comes through in the end? So if he's some humanity in there, maybe he can outwit the Terminator.
1: I mean, I, I think so. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I kind of am leaning towards that now that now that Crystal mentions that because think about <laughs> in the first Terminator movie, um, I mean he was just kind of smashed his head was just kind of smashed in by the uh, by a human. Hmm. The Sarah did that right. Yeah,
0: Sarah. Yeah, makes the the metal press come down and squash. Yeah, it.
1: yeah. So I mean, you know, it kind of depends on their environment. There is a chance that you know the human side of RoboCop might may outwit him in the end. I mean, that- after all, RoboCop is. Stronger than Sarah
0: Connor. Yeah, yeah, but she also has Reese who help who does most of the damage. Let's be honest. Yeah. So she's she's got Reese helping him, helping her out, whereas Robo is just on his own. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I think it's like like I said, I think it'll be close, and uh, Robo might be able to sort of outwit him in some way, but uh, the Terminator. On paper, down. Terminator wins.
1: For, On just paper. far
0: more powerful, yeah. Unless it was yeah. some bizarre reason why the, the Robocop outwits him, I don't know. But Noah Robocop's bad luck. I mean really he has some shocking luck. While he's fighting the Terminator, the other some criminals get involved <laughs> You know what I mean? And just help the Terminator take him out or something. You know, it'd be Still something it'd be something bad like that. Yeah, and then steal all his copper. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Steal the up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, you're the a- you're the master of the bad pun. I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my father's daughter.
0: That was good. <laughs> Robo copper. And on that note, we are calling it for the Terminator. I think so. Cool. Uh, we'd love to hear your opinion on on this uh, this fight and anything else in this episode. If you uh, wanted to comment out on our, I just, on it. I just uh, gave it to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was talking about our <laughs> listeners, Bo
1: uh, as much, okay, as much as I love you, I also Wait,
0: I love our listeners as well. People listen to this. Yeah, people listen to this. Yeah. It's shock horror, we You're actually do have a And uh, no, <laughs> so if uh, if uh, if any of you would uh, like to comment on on our reviews of uh, her or Short Term Twelve or, or on the fight, who do you think would have won? Uh, then please uh, contact us on the the information at the end of the show.
2: Tell the boys that the that the Naked City is a real show. <laughs> I believe you. I believe it's a real show.
0: I don't doubt you.
2: Oh.
1: There's a song, actually, it's called uh, Gears March On by Dualcore, Core, uh, who I'm a fan of, and we, we have interviewed him a few times. Um, it's actually about RoboCop versus Terminator.
0: No way, it, really?
1: No, it's not. It's about it's about Terminator, oh. though. You should listen to it.
0: Gears March On. Why do you keep trying to fool me? Why, why do you keep making me look like an idiot?
1: <laughs> it's what I do, man. Is this your, this is your
0: thing. This is get back to me for the Seinfeld <laughs> thing, which I totally made up, by the way. There is no Seinfeld reunion.
1: No, you're
0: kidding. <laughs> I'm going to stick my head in the oven right now. Cut <laughs> that. That was my revenge. My revenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's all about the Terminator. What's it called again? Uh, Gears March On. And who's it by? Uh, Dualcore. Dualcore. Right. I, I recommend you check out Dualcore anyway, just because I think he's cool. He's got some cool yeah, tunes. Dual, dualcoremusic.com. I don't know a lot about music. As this point pointed out, my musical taste is pretty bad, but I think he's pretty cool. Awesome. Let's, uh, on that note, let's move on to Azerothian Times. We've got a big one for Azerothian Times. So first, first off, uh, Bo, you start us off with uh, your little tidbit and uh, then we'll move on to the, the other one. Yeah,
1: so one of the things that is surprising to come out this year is World of Warcraft is up to 7.8 million subscribers. Oh, right. Which is... That's almost 2 million subscribers more than they reported in their fir- first quarter of 2013. Um, so, I mean, you know, at the beginning, in 2013, all year long, I heard about how uh, Blizzard was losing subscribers.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, think, I think the last Azerothian times, we talked about this even. Yeah. It's, it's been on, it's always been the talk. Like, if somebody finds out you still play WoW... They're, they're always like, oh, I hear they're not doing very well, and it's like, no, they're doing amazing. <laughs> 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 the amount of subscribers that they lost this year is more than most MMOs. You know,
0: I, I, um, I'm sure. I'm sure it, most trolls would be saying so. Obviously, the dumbing dumbing down thing that they've been doing recently is, has worked.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it looks like it looks like they have two almost two million more subscribers, um, and they've just announced a new expansion. I would say that, you know, because I've been kind of on the fence about quitting for a while. Mm. Um, You know, just like 10 years. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I've kind of been on the fence of like, well, I'm not going to play so much until Warlords comes out. So, I mean, I think the people that are still playing, you know, are either still in the game or some of them maybe are trickling away and waiting on Warlords of Draenor. Um, But I think the excitement of Warlords of Draenor um, and all the interesting things that they've introduced with that and, you know, with the, uh, the boost from 60 to 90, all that stuff. I think is is enticing people to come back. I know my uh, a coworker of mine who was a huge WoW player. Like he was in like you know world first guilds and, and things like that. He he came back this week. Um, he's one of the, he's one of these two million subscribers.
0: <laughs> and my recruit my recruiter friend account is one of them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I wonder. I mean, this has to count those, right? I mean, Ooh. maybe this recruiter friend thing is just so nice that. You know, two million uh, people out of the six point something million that they reported in two thousand thirteen, maybe two million of those people just made second accounts, yes. and it added, And that's why it adds up to this. I don't well, know. I just
0: got my tour and rocket. It's pretty sweet.
1: Uh, you know, in in the actual in the actual world of Warcraft, uh, what have you been doing lately?
0: Oh well, like I said, I just got my tour and rocket. That's pretty cool. I just bought a. Uh, I got sick of waiting to try and make my own sky golem, so I just bought one. <laughs> so was barking, barking this guy down. He had it on the AH Dude. for seventeen and a half K. Uh, that's so I,
1: actually not too bad. Yeah, to that's as,
0: that's actually pretty good. So I bargained him down to fifteen and a half. Wow. Um and then just to be just to be a smarty pants, he's like, Oh, by the way, I've got another three in my bag and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> just go sell I've got mine. There's some guy walking around there's some guy walking around with
1: three sky golems yeah, in his back.
0: Yeah. There you go. Hey,
1: I'm just saying. If anybody wants to send me a sky Golem, <laughs> my character's name is Bo is a punk. <laughs> I'm on medieval.
0: <laughs> you know, we, have we, we ever actually said that? Like, what, who our characters are and where we are? No, we I don't should think do we that. Have. If everybody wants yeah. to contact us in game, uh, Bo, would you do, do yours again.
1: Uh, Bo is a punk. That's B O I S A P U N K. I'm actually kind of a nice guy, uh, but I'm on medieval, uh, the U.S. Horde side.
0: Cool. And I've got uh, as the our listeners do, I've got like fifty characters, so I'm all over the place. But the character yeah. I the character I play the most is Zeldara, so that's uh, X E L D A R uh, A and she's also on Medivh. So um if anybody wants to uh check us a Send us
1: a Sky Golem. Yeah, check Sky, yeah, sky it's, it's,
0: Well I've already got a Sky Golem now, so God damn it. Yeah, I, I wanna point out David's already got
1: one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if I get another one I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> no, I just I'll just give it to Bo. But uh yeah, no, but if anyone's everybody wants to send us a message, if you want us to, you know, hook up for a group or you know, a dungeon or something or rain or something, by all means let us know. Just want us to just if you just wanna whisper us and say hi, please do so. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, that that'd be really awesome. I have kinda of big news on my legendary cloak. I i so here's what happened. So there's a quest on the legendary quest line to get your legendary quote, cloak. <laughs> <laughs> You have to go kill this guy in this castle somewhere, right? Yeah. He was, at one time, like a five-person kill. Like, you needed a group of friends. Um, they, yeah, Blizzard, he's, he's, he's
0: a pretty famous quest called Change of Command.
1: Yeah, Change of Command. Hmm. Um, Blizzard has dumbed it down so that if you're pretty much not a cloth wearer, uh, you, can, you can kill him. Um, as long as you have some sort of survivability, you'll probably make it through the fight, interrupt his... He's going to ask for um, help. He's going to do, like, a call for help thing. People run into the room. Uh, you just have to, you have to interrupt that and then uh, you'll probably survive the fight and, and get the quest. Well, I play a mage and <laughs> I could get him down to about half half health before dying, but he just he hit me too hard. you know, if I'm not wearing plate, I just I just couldn't survive it. Well, luckily, uh, I have friends in the game, right? You know, so I got really? a group together. Yeah. <laughs> I got a group together that consisted of David and, and uh, a few other people, and um, we went out there. And I'm standing, you know, at the castle. According to the mini map, David's right beside me, and uh, they're like, "Where are you at?" And
0: I'm like, "Well, all we're seeing is crabs walking across the beach." <laughs> we're like, "What's going on here?"
1: <laughs> i'm like i'm in the castle they are like what castle <laughs> and, and so apparently you have to you have to be on the same uh legendary quest line in order to yeah. in order to see the castle so, so it, t- it
0: turns out to be a phased quest so if we're not at the yeah. same point so if we don't all have the change of command quest then well, uh, we can't help you well is- i
1: logged in last night i was meant to be at i had a uh there was a magic release last night um, you can finally buy the Born of the Gods cards and I was going to a midnight release of that and in the meantime I decided well I'll log in, see what's going on. Sure enough, in guild chat, someone's like, Hey, is anybody on change the command? I'm like, Yes, yes, I'm on change of command. <laughs> I need somebody. And I was I was late to the magic thing. I held up five other people that were waiting on me to <laughs> to meet them at the magic <laughs> thing. Screw but I finally got change of command done. We it was easily done with it was two mages. It was me and another mage. Easily done with two mages. I, and I really feel like if you're like a warrior or a paladin, you, you don't need help. You can probably go in and get them. But another idea that I had after the fact was the the companion quest to that quest is is one where you have to win two battlegrounds. And the, you have to win two specific battlegrounds on Horde side. And I don't know that Alliance has to do the same battlegrounds. So whenever I, I have been queuing for these battlegrounds, which I never play PvP, I noticed that in the chat of the battleground, other players were saying, oh, man, I'm just trying to do this to get my cloak. You know, I don't care anything about this. And so the other idea that I had, if I hadn't have stumbled across somebody doing the, the challenge, if you don't have anybody that can join you for this, well, A, message me, uh, Boazapunk on Medivh, and uh, I can see the castle now. Because as long as you're past this point in the, in the quest line, you should still be able to see the castle mm. and kill the guy. So you can message me. I'll come kind of help you do it. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> go to that battleground and talk to those people because likely half of those people are trying to get their legendary cloak as well, and they they probably are on the same quest. So they can they could help you do it. That was another idea I had. I didn't That's have to go into that. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to put that out there. So if you're if you're stuck in the same position, which it does suck because at this point in the expansion. Most people have either done it or they're just not going to. They're they're past it. You know. I'm I mean? not
0: doing it, man. I did research on it because I was I was like, oh well, I'll get to the point where he is, so I can help him out. But it, it would have taken, it, it like taken a weeks and weeks of <laughs> of this ridiculous quest line. I was like, this. Is, I'm gonna screw it, man. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own, bro. I,
1: when I get the epic cloak, we're gonna do something awesome. I don't even know
0: what yet. <laughs> we have a party or something. We'll do something. <laughs> we'll have an online party. <laughs> we'll just hand her out. Cool. Right, well, during the um, uh, the talk about the uh, extra subscribers and stuff, you mentioned the the sixty to ninety thing that they're doing. So I just want yeah. to talk about that for a bit because this is just this is fascinating. This is yeah, a yeah, long you time told coming. Me about it, yeah. And
1: I've been telling everybody as if it were fact. Where did you hear about this? As
0: if it was fact. Why do you keep doubting my word? <laughs> you want to? You kept checking my sources. This is on the PTR right now, so it is definitely fact. Unlike the Seinfeld reunion, this is really happening. <laughs> this is this. Is, uh, so what it is what they what they're doing at the moment is that on the PTR you can upgrade a character. You just you start with a ninety anyway because that's what the PTR is all about. You start with a, with a fake character at ninety. Yeah. But they've, they've instigated this thing that they're going to they're going to bring into the real game. With, you know, maybe if it works, where you can upgrade a character from one to ninety by paying for it. So, you know, in the, yeah. with the expansion, with the of Adrenaline, you get a free 90 anyway. But if you want to have other yeah. characters at 90, so if you, you know, you, I mean, most people will start with a hunter or something like that. So you get your free 90 Hunter. And then if you want to try the other stuff, uh, and if you're smart, you will, but it's, it's, you don't want to trawl for all that stuff, so you want to get to 90 straight away and do all the cool Warlords of or stuff. So they're gonna, you're going to be able to buy it, buy a level 90. Um, now, they're saying that, For people who buy level 90, they're going to have an instance sort of area, kind of like the Death Knight, so that you can get to learn your character a bit, where you get get some gear and you sort of learn how your character works, so you can then go in and, you know, do raids and stuff. Uh, That's not on the PTR yet, so I don't know for sure whether that's true or not, but it would make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I've heard that a lot of places, and I really think that's the key to this whole thing.
0: Yeah, everybody makes, makes sense.
1: Yeah, everybody I've talked to, their complaint is either... They don't feel like it's fair that someone just gets an instant level level ninety just for paying for it. Yeah, but at the at the same time, I mean, you've you've gotten to play your character for the last eight or nine years, so I mean, like they're just starting now. It's it's not like this is a trade off. Like you you still have more you still have more of an advantage than they do.
0: But I don't, get, other, I don't, I don't get that. Whole, I don't get that whole it's not fair business. It's like it doesn't take yeah. anything away from you if somebody yeah. else has something that you don't. I mean you've still got your I mean you've still got your 90. It doesn't take anything away from your 90 the fact that they've got a 90 as well. It doesn't matter if they can yeah. troll through it. It's so frustrating the, for me.
1: The other thing and I, and I kind of see this argument cuz I actually experienced this but the other thing is is if they get an instant level 90 they're not going to know how to use it. They're just going to have a whole bunch of buttons they don't know what they do. Yeah. That's fair. Um enough. and and this this whole concept of well they're going to have like a starting zone for level 90s that that resolves that whole argument. Yeah, and 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 again, like you're saying, it's not in the PTR yet, but I've I've heard this from multiple podcasts, multiple uh, interviews from BlizzCon. I, if it's not something they're doing, it's something they're considering. So I mean, I hope that they I hope that they land on a decision that they are going to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree because that's that's actually the the only sort of forum complaint that I agree with is that it's. I mean, they're going to try and start to do raids and stuff, and you actually you need to know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and it does affect, you know, that does affect other players. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like if if you step in as a healer because you're like, "Well, I'm level 90 priest, you know, I can I can do this." And then you don't know what you're doing, hmm. it's going to expect it's going to affect everybody's experience. And and to a certain extent, like you can't be if somebody is not very good at their class, that is part of the game. That's part of the experience. But if Blizzard puts something in place where it's like half the players are not good at their class yet, you know that's a little bit more than just part of the experience of playing an mmo i mean that's you know that's almost engineered to be to be bad you know what i mean
0: Yep. gotcha totally uh so what what is on the ptr though is this is really cool idea where so not only can you go from one to 90 in one hit but if you if you're already level 60 you're what's called a veteran player and if you you can then level from 60 to 90 and skip those boring levels actually i think level 50 is 50 to 60 is the most boring but if you go from 60 to 90 oh i hate 60 to 70 oh dear oh i didn't mind it. yeah um and if you already have uh professions the professions also get leveled up to max which is currently 600 that is awesome so if yeah so if you so you get it's basically a bonus so they're saying well if you go from one to one to 60 and sort of experience the leveling, the, the leveling experience yeah um up to 60 that's fine we'll then boost you to 90 so you can then go and start doing drain or and hey we might as well boost your boost your professions as well and that is awesome i'll be doing this purely just to oh. boost the professions because they're the yeah. most annoying the leveling the leveling part i actually enjoy i enjoy leveling because of the law you know and they're going around you know and, and the whole leveling noise that you get it's awesome i mean that's sort of, i mean i actually enjoy leveling. i, I don't <laughs> mind it at all i think it's quite it's quite a lot of fun now I'm kind of tired of it. Now with this whole recruiter friend experience that I that I had, um, it's I'm now completely over it. To be honest with you, but you know how I said I had you know so many ridiculous characters. I had I had like you know almost fifty characters. I've actually mm-hmm. deleted every character that was below sixty.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going through doing that
0: yeah. too. Yeah, so any character that was below sixty, I deleted because now when they if if they do, and I know they will, introduce this sixty to ninety thing. I'm just going to bump all my sixties to ninety all in one go.
2: And yeah, uh, I
1: think uh, right now uh, Becca just started playing WoW, and 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 I can tell you from this experience, like, and this this relates to this conversation a lot because I played the game the max level was seventy when I first started playing, so I didn't level one to ninety. And these, I mean, people act like they leveled one to ninety all at all at once, which maybe you did as like an alt or something. And, you know, maybe you had heirloom gear or the, you know, those levels are dumbed down now compared to where they were. Nobody really leveled one to 90 the way a new player just starting the game today would, you know? Mm. So, I mean, like if somebody were like my wife, for an example, like I got her started playing because this is something I do a lot and and I want her to enjoy it with me. It's like, you know, and and I want to experience it again. Mm. And I feel like I feel like doing it with her. I kind of get like a fresh eyes on it. Well, not the same experience because she is daunted by the task of going one to ninety even though the first forty or fifty or so goes way faster than it used to I love the idea of leveling one to sixty and then deciding whether this is the class for you is this really what I want to play I mean I've had sixty levels now doing it I have a taste of what this what this particular warlock does is this what I want to make my you know instant level 90? and then go 90 to 100 at the point of of Warlords of Draenor. It it is possible to change, but it's not super easy. Here's the way I wish it went down. You get a free level 90 for buying Warlords of Draenor. I'm okay with that. I think it's a little bit OP, but it'll bring new players to the game. That's a good thing. If they're going to have this starting zone where you're going to learn your character, that's a good thing. I'm okay with that. But I kind of think the limit should be one. Like I think that you buy Warlords, you get one. Mm. And then you have the option to purchase a 60 to 90 boost mm. as many times as you want. I think that's the best middle ground. Like I think mm. that's the best way to go where you have this introduction where you can throw new people right into the, the thick of things. I mean, really and truly, WoW doesn't start until level 90. You know, It is it is not the same game at 65 that it is at 90. And I think that Warlords, you buy it, you, you, you jump right into the thick of things – and then you have this opportunity to go back and learn another class from one to sixty and and then instant level it to ninety and then and then again people are thinking about this as if ninety is going to be the end of the warlords expansion, but it's going to be a hundred so you still have to go from ninety to a hundred um to learn your class there as well i mean i really I really dig this concept of the sixty to ninety thing I think this solves a lot of problems that people are complaining about the instant level ninety I
0: totally agree. I think, it's, I think it's an excellent idea and uh, I really hope they go with it with the, the model that they've got now so, uh, it's, yeah, I think they should just scrap the whole buying a, a level, I mean the free level 90 like you said is fine, just, just the one I hope they scrap the idea of being able to buy level 90s and the, you can only buy 60 to 90s so you've at least experienced I... it a bit. Cool that's pretty exciting stuff so I'm hoping that's, that's the way it goes and uh, that's Azerothian Times Let's move on to coming soon Uh, So as usual I'll do the Australian Releases and I will do the US releases for the upcoming week Uh, In Australian cinemas On February 13 we get Endless Love Yet another remake that had to happen Are we officially dating Which is uh, yet another of those Stupid modern Rom-com things that You know, nobody cares about this one's got Zac Efron in it, so that'll give you an idea of how crap it's going to be. Mm. Uh, Although this, uh, the next one, "Blue" is the warmest color. Excellent stuff. I highly recommend it. Uh, We also get uh, "Winter's Tale," which I know nothing about, so moving on. Um, And the Dallas Buyers Club, which I haven't seen but I really want to see. It's Matthew McConaughey continuing his awesome run. Every Matthew McConaughey performance for the last couple of years has been spot on gold. Uh so this one uh from all accounts uh is also part of that. He plays uh, a man who's uh gotten HIV and uh tries a whole bunch of experimental drugs that haven't been passed by the FCC yet. So yeah, sounds it sounds really really interesting and uh from all accounts it's quite good. So that's all for Australian releases. What about what have you got, Bo? Uh
1: so on the twelfth, which is a Wednesday, uh we have Robocop. Cool. We have, On the 14th, which is the, the normal day a movie would come out, we have About Last Night, we also have Endless Love, and then we've got Winter's Tale.
0: Let's finish up. Uh, so as, as uh, regular listeners will know, um, as of last uh, episode, uh, normally at this point we'd, I'd list all the many varied ways that you can contact us. Uh, I've now decided to put that at the end of the show. So just as a reminder, uh, we're not going to do that now. It'll be at the end of the credits. Please, if you have any any anything that you want to contact us about, uh, whatever the case may be, please do so. We love feedback. We've been, uh, ever since we've started going uh, weekly, and Bo's joined the show. Our feedback has picked up, so really, really appreciate that. Uh, we've uh, we've uh, getting quite a lot of feedback for Contest of Champions, but uh, just as a as a quickie, I just do want to mention uh, the feedback we've gotten for the last episode that I did with Bo seventy six, where we had. Uh, special guest Robert from star trek vs star wars dot net on and uh, the feedback for that has just exploded I mean we get um, it 's not not often we get a comment on uh, any of the website posts uh, it doesn 't happen a lot I wish it happened a little bit more this the most we 've had so far is was on uh, my Prometheus rants. But this one is blown out of the water. We've got 11 (laughs) 11 responses so far. Two of those are me, so we'll say nine. So nine responses.
2: And counting.
0: And counting. It'll probably keep going. It's still, we actually just got our latest one. During the show. During the show. So that's pretty cool. Funnily enough, um, another Robert uh, has has jumped in and uh, wasn't too pleased uh, with having Robert on the show. And uh, I, thanked his for I thanked him for his feedback, and and uh, then Robert, of course, the actual real Robert, uh, oh, what's the real Robert, but you know what I mean, Robert from Star Trek, to, I guess, jumped this on. Really, Robert, and uh, and uh, we also had a couple of other people have sort of come in, and, and it's and it's been back and through, and, and I'm glad to say that it's been relatively calm. It hasn't been quite as rabid as I expected it that it's expected it to be. Um, the War of the Roberts, yeah, but. Uh, but it was good. Um, and I I especially appreciated the fact that not the Star Trek Star Robert, but the other Robert who first made a comment. Um, it was it was sort of a typical, sort of sort of trolley type comment. And um, and I sort of mentioned that as so I look, you know, I appreciate your feedback. Um, and you make some you make some good points. Uh, but I appreciate you not. So I don't really approve of the personal attack of, of our special guest. Um, and to my utter surprise and delight, I must say, um, he came back and he not only did he apologise for his initial uh, initial response, um, but he also then went on to have some quite excellent points. I think for his for his view, he thinks that Star Trek uh, wouldn't stand a chance; that Star Wars would actually beat, uh, beat would beat Star Trek hands down. And it had some good points and and just an, an excellent response. And I actually, I actually did mention that on in the comments. I just I just I was so pleased. That he responded the way he did, and I just and uh, I just wanted to highlight that fact. So thank you very much, Robert, for your comments, um, and t- thank you to everybody else who's jumped in, whether you've agreed or disagreed with the episode. Uh, I, I just appreciate you taking the time to, to to make a comment. We we love every comment that we get. We also got also got quite quite a number of emails. So like I said, I mean, as we we do we do get a bit of feedback. It's picked up. Um, it's picked up a bit since we since we've had Bo on the show. People seem to like Bo a lot, um, which is good. I I really I really like that. Um, I try. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Bo really likes that
1: They're all yeah. They're all they're all bots that I made just about how much they love me. It's
0: Bo
2: bots. Bo bots. <laughs> the robots. The
0: robots. <laughs> you can't help yourself. There's a Bo pun for every occasion. <laughs> Um, but I just—I mean, She's I, I, I just—I'm just putting that call out there for uh, for more feedback. I mean, if you if you have any feedback of any kind that you that you'd like to let us know, please let us know, and uh, and we take it hard. I mean, part of the reason why I moved the contact, how the contact stuff uh, to the end was because of uh, was because of uh, listener feedback. And of course, lovely Crystal, who suggested it <laughs> two years ago, <laughs> a while ago. But uh, I mean, it's yeah, so lovely, we, young Crystal, yeah, yeah, Crystal. We, so yeah, so we do, we do read every single feedback that we get, and more, 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 please. Uh, I, I personally love it, and uh, so does the rest of the crew. So on that note, let's finish up. Like I said, the f- uh, contact stuff is at the end of the show. But uh, if you want to hear any more of uh, Young Bo, Young Bo's dulcet tones, you can do so.
1: At, <laughs> at com,
0: And uh, if you want to hear uh, more of the both of us, our witty repartee, you can do so at filmflams.com where we do custom commentaries for films. So that's it from me and the crew, Yumbo.
1: You're kidding about the uh, Seinfeld thing, right? That's happening?
0: It's. I swear to you it's happening. Okay. Well, at least that's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm not saying... I, look, I'm not lying, but I'm not saying that somebody else hasn't lied. Yeah. So we'll just go with that. I'm just going to put that sort of insurance on the table. And Crystal.
2: I'll be back. It's not a tumor. (laughs) That's the best I can do. That was pretty good. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay, so the uh, the many varied ways that you can contact us are our website, www.nerdculturepodcast.com And email, feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com
2: Facebook, facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast Twitter, at nerdculturecast You can also
0: Skype us uh, on nerdculturepodcast and you can rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and don't forget, we also have our Amazon affiliate widget on our website that uh, you can go, use to go through and purchase things through Amazon uh, with your own with your own account. Doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a, a slice of the profits and um, a very small slice, but a slice nonetheless. It makes uh, us happy, and uh, which you know helps us uh, produce the show and uh, various other stuff. But also, it's just it's awesome. So uh, if uh, if you could use that, that would be awesome. And thank you for listening.